baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Michael, thank you so much for having me. First of all, how is the victim doing? You know, she's shaken up and physically injured, and she's getting the best medical care she can. But psychologically, she's been absolutely traumatized by this. And really what makes it worse is the crime victim unit of the circuit attorney's office, and I know that office has had a lot of problems, we've called them four times. We even sent them letters that they've received. We even had our client on the phone on one of those calls, and they won't talk to us, they won't talk to her, and they won't return our calls. So she feels maybe double victimized, not only by this murderer who was on parole at the time, allegedly, but also by the very office that was set up to make crime victims like and I'll just use her first name, Paula, deserves to feel comfortable that the wheels of justice are spinning in her direction and that the information she deserves to have and has been ordered to have is not getting done. It's very disappointing. So the judge has ordered that uh, the victim needs to be made aware of bond hearing that's upcoming and that it's the circuit attorney's office that has the responsibility of doing that. Have they made that notification? Have you re- what is what is the, the communication been like with you? We've reached out to them. We sent them a fax on Friday, the day after it happened. We sent them a letter that they've received. We've left four calls. We have no information. In fact, we had to use our own sources to get the name of this perpetrator to find out that this case had already been set for a hearing and our client's name is already in those documents and she has none of that information. We don't have it. She doesn't have it. And with a bond hearing that's coming out next week, How is she even supposed to know what courtroom to go to or the name of her attacker? She cannot sleep well at night. And just the plain decency of giving her the name of the person that could have killed her and definitely tried to hurt her is the only job of that victim advocate office and the major job, or one of them, of the circuit attorney's office. And she's concerned that this suspect may try to attack her again. She's terrified until we told her this afternoon the identity of this person and that they're incarcerated on no bond. She had no idea that that had gone on. And we have done everything but beg the circuit attorney's victim advocate to just call us back and tell us the name of this person and when these court hearings are. And not only did we beg them for it, the court ordered it. And that was on Monday. And so what is the communication with the circuit? Have you gotten them on the phone? What have they said to you? One of the circuit attorneys, the actual attorney, did call our client early on, but gave her no information about this person or about a case number. And everything else has been non-communication. Not only that, our, our sort of experience with them is it has been dismissive and kind of smug. It's like we're bothering them. And then when we leave messages and have our client on the phone, it's non-responsive. It's completely unacceptable. And the thing about this city is it's a great city that everybody wants to have a success. But if the victims of crime, this is an almost 70-year-old grandmother who was picked up and slammed, whose neck was almost broken by this person, if they won't even tell her the name of of the perpetrator or so that she can be safe and take precautions and know about these cases, what are we doing here? 
Who is this suspect? What do we know about John White? Well, we know that in 1999, he committed a murder, and in 2001, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. I think he also had some drug-dealing convictions, and that he was on, or is on, parole right now. Why is he on parole? That's up to the Department of Corrections. But I can't imagine that whenever time he was released on parole, that this is the first incident of body slamming a 70-year-old woman before they should have been, he should have been on their radar. I don't know that that has anything to do with the circuit attorney. Probably not. But the question remains, in this system, how is it that a person who is a murder parolee, who's out committing violent crimes, one, wasn't on their radar earlier, and two, and most importantly, the victim of that crime hasn't been given the information, not only that we're asking for, but that she has a right to know. How serious was this attack? We asked police today why this incident was not on the regular release that they do every day. Here are the important things that the public and the media needs to know about from the past 24 hours. This was not on that list, and they told us it's because there was not a gun used, and it didn't rise to the most serious of the incidents that they respond to. Well, there's a video out there, apparently, that people have seen. We haven't seen it. We haven't been showed it. But if it wasn't for some good Samaritans that were in the Straub store at the time, one of these who came and took the man's foot off of her neck after he had slammed her to the ground. She was on 9-1 with 911 at the time that he attacked her on the phone. This is as serious a crime against an elderly woman, resident of the city of St. Louis her whole life, a grandmother, as there is, gun or no gun, if a murderer body slams a 70-year-old woman and they know about it, they should have told everybody about this. And they knew that he was a convicted murderer that was on parole. It's in the probable cause statement that was filed with the court on Monday. And yet we haven't heard a word from the victim advocate. And one of those assaulted was a police officer. One of the charges is for assault on a law enforcement officer. That sounds pretty serious. Absolutely. The victim of a crime, whether they're, they wear a badge and they, they're, they're, they're blue, or whether they're black, white, or any color, they're a citizen of this country. And this city needs the law, chief law enforcement officer of it to be an advocate for the victims. Every crime in the city is serious. We know that some are even more serious than others. But what does it say when a 70-year-old grandmother is beaten in broad daylight at 8 o'clock in the morning and has to be rescued by bystanders and citizens and customers of a store that she can't even get the simplest information about the case of a convicted murderer that maybe tried to kill her. What's been the response from Straub's? This happened on their parking lot, and the, the suspect, probable cause statement, says he assaulted two employees as well. I feel for the employees, and in some regard, I feel for the stores. But we have made them aware that we are concerned about their lack of security in the daytime when they have ample security in the evening. And, according to some, have been told that this is a dangerous area, there are things in their parking lot that they sh- and their stores should be watched, and so far we've heard nothing. The victim, you've said, is, has been seriously injured in this um, and is very scared about what may still happen. Why come forward? Why go public about this? Because when you go to the police and you go to the circuit attorney and you talk to the victim advocate or you try to and you get no response, where do you go? You have to go to the media. 
and in particular to the media that people respect, GameLX. You have to go to you guys because the word has to get out that this city may not be the safest city, but it has to be a loving city. It has to be a city that cares about the victims of crime. And if they won't do it, the, the wheels of government won't turn in her direction. She has to go to a place that will listen. And you are the ears and the soul of this city. So she's come to you. Scott Sherman, thank you so much for sharing her story and for the, uh, the information. And we'll continue to follow this case. Michael, thank you so much. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.